And welcome to this installment of a podcast that still to this date has no name. I'm Matt Jolly and uh, my uh, my cohorts in crime again, as always, Rick Peterson, the guy that is known far and wide for his love of children in the Great Wolf Lodge and uh, the number one air show announcer in uh, in North America still to this day is uh, Mr. Rob Ryder joining us uh, this afternoon or yes. whatever time you're listening. A legend in his mind only. That's right. And uh, and also a fan of the Great Wolf Lodge, but uh, not for the reasons that uh, Rick explained to us. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, this is this is your way, Matt, of getting people to listen to previous episodes. That's right. Number of That's listeners. right. So exactly. if, you, if, you, if you haven't heard it, take a take a listen to the previous episode where uh, Rick talks about some travel stories. And uh, it just barely we were just barely able to pull it off. Well, I am back now in the Middle East and we were just barely able to pull off yet another episode. But somehow. Uh, we, we have managed to connect with, uh, well, tell us about our guest this week, Rob, because this is pretty big news. Yeah, I, I surely will. Uh, this gentleman flew a helicopter uh, in the air show business so well and so remarkably and so fantastically that after only three years in the air show business, he won the Art Scholl Memorial Showmanship Award flying the B0105 Red Bull Aerobatic Helicopter. Please welcome everybody, Chuck Aaron. Hello, Chuck. <laughs> hey, Rob. I'm just great to hear from you. I'm just glad he's still on the line. <laughs> For a nanosecond there, I thought he wasn't. I, I did too. That's right. Crap. Now what? How do we do this? Oh, Chuck, hey, no, there are latency up. issues here when you're trying to do that. Anyway, yeah. Matt, go ahead and Rick, yeah. go ahead. I've, I've chatted with this guy a lot over the last couple of weeks. All so, right, there, there's yeah. the first question I want to ask Chuck uh, will not be relevant until we get clear the air here because he has decided that he breaking news once again here on our wonderful podcast that I think should be named prop wash, but I'm only one <laughs> vote in three. So maybe we'll get Chuck to chime right. in on this too. But, uh, cause the question I want to ask him is, is Tom Cruise a dick, but we're not going to get to that right off the top. We want to ask you, Chuck <laughs> is, are you going to fly again and join us on the air show circuit? The answer is yes, uh, but I won't be Yay. doing as many. I won't be doing as many air shows as I did in the past, uh, but I, uh, but I will be doing some. Kind of sounds like uh, the rest of us, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's just the way yeah, it goes. No, that's great when, news. When I was at Red, when, when I was at Red Bull doing air shows, I was just was working too hard, too long, and it wore me out. So that's um, so now I've had a couple, three years off. I've I feel better, and, and I, as long as I keep their shows down to a, you know a few a year, then I'll be happy to do them. Boy, that's awesome news! I, I think Rob and I were at your last air show there at Miramar, and uh, we watched it. And I remember standing there thinking, "My goodness, this is the end of an era right here." Uh, not only for oh. air shows, but just aviation in general. And it's great to hear you coming back, Chuck. So same aircraft type, and uh, presumably aerobatically. Yes, it's a it's another B one hundred five, but it's not the same one. But it's the same make and model. Uh, uh, Red Bull still has theirs, but I've got my own now, and uh, just got it certified by the FAA to be fully aerobatic. And I got myself recurrent again, and um, um, and I'm going to start uh, playing with this one. So it's a it's I fixed this one up. I think 
better than the Red Bull ones. It has more. It seems to have more uh, agility than the Red Bull ones I had. Cause I, I really put all my best efforts into this one since it was mine, and uh, I really, uh, really like it. As a matter of fact, I call it the. I have a nickname for it. I call it the animal because it's it's such a. <laughs> it, it is a wild, wild ride in a helicopter. Well, I have to ask, Chuck. I mean, this is an expensive proposition uh, to go out and purchase your own helicopter. So if, if you if you have to go to a bank for something like this, how do you walk in and say, "I'd like to finance a helicopter, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little weird with it"? I mean, how does that walk us through how you acquire one of these because they are quite expensive. They are they are expensive, and you have to do it with cash. <laughs> you can't borrow them. <laughs> so, so, so I think that brings us to Rick's question about Tom Cruise because you've been doing a lot of uh, you, you've no, been me, doing a lot of movie work. Little, I have to do some context in this because it's, oh, I it's think not you like were, me to just you know you were abundantly clear though, did. Rick. <laughs> yes, I, I was yeah. because there's been this awful roar while they're making Top Gun two. Uh, on the mm-hmm. web, and if you can believe what you read again, because I don't think he's—I don't mm-hmm. think he's this kind of guy that he's, you know, that the—and I guess when they make movies, they have rules like this where you can't go up and ask the stars for time and talk to them and things like that. Mm-hmm. He wants to be left alone. So the question arose: mm-hmm. a lot of people seem to think he's a dick. You've had him in a helicopter sitting right beside you and let him have control of that helicopter. Mm-hmm. He flies helicopters. You've spent time together. Here it is, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Is Tom Cruise a dick? No, he actually was a gentleman. He loved every minute of it. He was very, very nice, was very, very happy. Couldn't get enough of it. He was really excited about it. And he, we went out and looped and rolled him. I let him you know, hold the controls with me, and he did a great job. And I, I, was, I thought he was going to be a, you know, a, a heady guy, but he's not that way at all to me. He was not that way at all. As a matter of fact, every... For like three years in a row, he mailed me after I took him for a ride. He mailed me on the two days before Christmas. He had a hand. He hand delivered me a cake, at, at brought in from some studio somewhere, at, for as a thank you. And he did it for like three years in a row. So I mean that and without me knowing cool. it. Yeah, he he was really nice. Uh, I can't say enough good things about him. Excellent. I wanted I wanted to hear that. I really, really did. And yeah. and better words. Perhaps I should have started with heady instead of dick. Well, yeah. either either way, you're you're going to get us in trouble with the lawyers there, Rick. Which, uh, yeah. you know, no, which, we can uh, say yeah. we can. <laughs> we'll move on. Rob? It's a family show, well, okay. and here we go. I, I, hey, Chuck. Since <laughs> when you left the business, uh, you went on to other things. What have you been doing the last few years? I left California. I moved to North Carolina, and that took me a good year to get all that part of it done. And uh, um, uh, I've got uh, grandkids out in, and children out here on the East Coast, and I wanted to get closer to them, so that, so I moved out to North Carolina. So, but other than that, I've just been messing around, playing a little bit with helicopters. I took a, one down to, into Mexico for a week, um, several months back, and and had a ball doing that. We just had a, so I've been flying them here and there, not not as often as I used to, but enough to keep the fun in it. Chuck, talk a little bit about your background, because a lot of folks they they've seen you as as Mr. Aerobatic Helicopter Guy for a number of years, but but how did you get into all of this? Because there there's a whole backstory that a lot of folks don't realize. <laughs> 
boy, I don't know how much it is you want to hear. It's, I got hours of it, but in a nutshell, my dad was a pilot, and uh, he, he he started when he was 16 years old in West Texas, and then uh, he's flew all of his life and uh, 23 or so thousand hours, and then uh, he, he was a barnstormer in West Texas, and then I'm telling you all this because this led up to me becoming a pilot. My dad, who's always been my hero and my guide in life. And uh, he he went up he went up to he went up to Canada in 1939 when Canada got the World War II, and the U.S. wasn't in it yet. So he went to Canada and they hired him and they made him a flying sergeant of Royal Canadian Air Force. And uh, about a year later, they changed all the uh, the flying sergeants. They promoted them all to lieutenants, to flight lieutenants. And of course, he was one of them. And then he got promoted to captain. And then December 7th, 1941, happened in Pearl Harbor. And he went back to the U.S. said, I want – then the U.S. got in the World War II. So he came back to the U.S. and got in the, the Army Air Corps in 1942. And he stayed in the military until he retired 30 years later in 72. And so he did World War, all of World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. And wow. so I got so – yes, then my dad – so I grew up literally on a flight line. You know, my dad would take off from flights all the time, and I'd go out and meet him at the ramp when he when he uh, would fly in from somewhere in the somewhere else in the world, and I always meet him on the ramp, and and I was a, a a little Air Force brat that my dad was a commander, and of all these bases we went to, and so I I took advantage of that, <laughs> and I would uh, go I'd go hang out on the on the flight line and all the. I'm sure the guys were probably tired of seeing me out there on a flight line, but I was I was the boss's dad, uh, son, so they wouldn't mess with me and they let me do whatever I wanted. So I, I grew up in this wonderful world of flying, and I've had it all uh, as a child, and and I'm still doing it now. And I'm just turned seventy, and I'm still loving it. So I <laughs> I still love to fly, and <laughs> and. Um, uh, I've been flying uh, helicopters now. I've got a little over 20,000 hours in helicopters. My my dad taught me how to fly airplanes back in early 70s, and then he got me a ride in a Bell 47 helicopter, and that kind of messed things up for because I as soon as I flew the helicopter, I said, I'm, this is what I want to do. I really love the, the helicopter and the magic carpet feeling it had mm. because I always uh, I would have dreams when I was a kid that I could fly a magic carpet. And I used to, my in my dream, I would dream, I had this a recurring dream. It was going over and over again. And I would dream that my mom would put me in bed, which she did. And then she'd walk out the door and then close the door. When she did, I had a, at the foot of the bed, I had this carpet laying down there. And in my dream, I would wake up, uh, mom would go out the door, I'd wake up, I'd get out of bed, I'd go get the magic carpet, and I'd fly her out the window. And I'd go out and save the world, so to speak, you know, my dreams and so I just always had this reoccurring dream of me flying a carpet. And look what happened. <laughs> I've been flying my magic carpet, but then Red Bull is, uh, is a, I mean, that's a long story how I got with Red Bull. And it's a cool one, too. Probably don't have time to tell you about it, but but Red Bull gave me my wings in the in, in, in the world, so to speak, with uh, um, all the notoriety I got from flying the Red Bull helicopter for him. And I was and it, I fly Chuck, it like a magic carpet. I'm sorry, Chuck. Was was it because you could fly aerobatics? No. Um, ask me that question again. Is it, the Red Bull 
to get the job, and when oh. they they came looking for you, uh, you were flying that okay. uh, that helicopter aerobatically. Was it because you could fly aerobatics? Like when did that happen? Oh, well, that's a different story. <laughs> so, <Okay>. No, <laughs> go for it. Nothing. We'll take it. Yeah. So. What happened was I had a Cobra helicopter that I'd rebuilt from scratch that I bought from the U.S. Army in spare parts. And I had a, a I have my MP license, too, on top of being a PTP. But, and so I, was, I had a company, my own helicopter company, and I buy and resell helicopters. I buy them, fix them up, sell them. Well, I stumbled across this Cobra that was at a junkyard once, and, and I worked on it part, kind of part-time until I finally got it done and got it rebuilt. And I, I had my own Cobra. And... Um, Anyway, through through a uh, time, Red Bull found out I had a Cobra helicopter, and they wanted it. So Dietrich Dietrich Mattis, he's the guy that owns Red Bull. He had his chief pilot call me up and they said, you know, we want to look at your Cobra. And so they did. They came. They flew over from Europe and came over to Los Angeles, and they saw my Cobra, and they often gave me an offer I couldn't say no to, and they bought it. So <laughs> Dietrich, uh, yeah. So Dietrich, a few. Weeks later, came over to accept the aircraft and all the paperwork was get signed, and he flew over in his jet, and we met, and we were talking with each other, and he seemed like a real nice guy. I flew him in the Cobra, and I did a couple of hammerheads with him, and he loved it. And he's a pilot too, by the way. He flies airplanes and helicopters, and uh, and so he loves helicopters and up the helicopter, the Cobra he's flying, and. Uh, he asked me while we're just standing there, just off the cuff. He said, Chuck, can you do aerobatics and helicopters? And I said, no, you can't do that. So he uh, um, he immediately, we shut that, that conversation, stopped, and he got in his plane and went back to Europe. Well, two weeks goes by in my head. The gears in my head are spinning from from him asking me that question about how can I make this happen because I knew he had enough money if I could come up with a way to do it. And so I... I'd seen the B O one oh five and and helicopter and and some um movie clips or something somewhere that um showed the thing doing semi aerobatics and I thought, wow, that thing's really really uh maneuverable. So I checked on it and and found two of them that were for sale and I went and bought two of them. Oh was, well let me back up. So I called up Dietrich again, I said, Dietrich, maybe we could do it if I had a B O one oh five. And uh he he didn't he didn't hesitate two seconds. He said, "Do it. I'll pay for it." So, on a whim like that, with no promises that that we could make this thing happen, because you know this is in the beginning stages of of uh, we just thinking outside the box that this thing could do aerobatics and and I could do it. And um, so we bought it, and it took me about a year and a half to get the thing certified by the FAA. I got the aircraft finally certified. And then, um, um, d- then it was my turn to go out and practice with a helicopter because I couldn't practice aerobatics until I had a certified aircraft. So got the aircraft certified and went out there and practiced. And I finally did. You know, taught myself how to do a loop, and 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 I got help from a guy named Reiner Wilkie, who's a test pilot from the German Army, who's an aerobatic helicopter pilot himself in Germany, and he helped me do with a roll. And then uh, I took it from there and started doing backflips and 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 split S's and all kinds of stuff from there. But so it, it was a long process, but it took almost almost a full year and a half before we got before I got certified to do our backs in helicopter. And uh, so I was the first person ever to get a 
a helicopter certified by the FAA to do aerobatics. And um, so I got that part accomplished, and and it's been fun ever since. I've been, Red Bull put me on the on their on their list of things to do, and they started working me in different air shows all across the country, and met Rob Reiner there, and he and I just kind of melted <laughs> kind of with each other. I, I, I love talking to Rob when I'm on the air flying and doing air shows. He, the way he comes across to me has is, is always been um, – uh, he always asks the right questions at the right time, <laughs> and um, just uh, don't sneeze, just, dude. You know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it, we got to be so good at it, Rob and I did. They start people were hearing scuttlebutt around the crowds and the on the ground that they thought it was all tape, and, uh, and it was all tape and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't live. And so Rob and I had come up with a whole new plan, and Rob came up with this idea. Said, "Why don't I?" give you directions of what to do while I'm and then you do them after I tell you to do whatever it is so the people on the ground will know it's not taped and so we started doing that too and it just turned out to be really fun Chuck talk to us about aerobatics though with with the helicopter real quick talk we we define aerobatics through the lens of an airplane but but what would a natural aerobatic maneuver be for a helicopter if you if you had to come up with one Mm. Well, none of them are natural in a helicopter. Um, you, you, the, the, I actually took some took some training, and uh, Red Bull had one, uh, paid for me to go out and get some aer- aerobatic training in a, in a small airplane before I started doing my aerobatics. And it really did. I thought the thing that it helped, it really didn't help at all. It's, they're totally, completely different than the airplane. The, the sight picture is different. Everything about it is different. So you have to... You're flying a, a rotor disc now that's above your head, and you're not flying a wing that's kind of mid-fuselage or below you. And it's uh, everything about it is different. So you just have to always remember you're in a helicopter and you're flying a disc that's over your head, and you're just along for the ride hanging below the disc. Different feeling than an airplane. Yeah, it makes you wonder what all you could come up with that would be uh... – just as impressive in a helicopter. I mean, it, and I've never thought about that. I wanted your opinion on it. Uh, that's great, though. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big difference. But it's fun. Let me ask you. I mean, I, I, go I ahead, Chuck. Excuse me. Go, I, I was going to ask you, say? Chuck. Uh, the 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 helicopter is na- by nature unstable, and uh, and and yet you you took advantage of that instability um, by further cha- didn't you change the center of gravity even more on the red yeah. bull helicopter than and to take it farther away from a good center of gravity to make it work better for you yep I, yes i did um, I, I, I don't want to tell you all the details because i don't don't, don't somebody doing something they're going to be sorry for but basically you're right i i moved this i shifted the center of gravity so it was heavy in the nose uh, because if you take any helicopter and you throw it in the water, I've, through the years I heard about these guys that ditched in the water, and, and first thing a helicopter does when it gets underwater, it rolls over because and turns upside down and goes straight to the bottom upside down. And it does that because the rotor head's on top and the engines are on top, the transmissions are on top, the rotor blades are all on top, and so it's heavy. And so the fuselage gets underwater and flips right over. Well, the same thing would apply. I said to myself, you know, doing aerobatics, if I got the thing upside down and if I stalled it inverted, 
I don't want to. You don't won't come out. So you it'll, you'll just stay right there, and you'll 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 fall to the ground upside down, and you won't be able to recover from it. So I made a nose heavy, so so the nose would pitch down when I got it upside down, and I wouldn't have to worry about that. Uh, that so I could get control of it again when it's going vertical, and then you can fly out of it again. So yeah, center gravity was a big deal, and um, and uh, a couple of the. I beefed up a few things and tweaked it, make it uh, stiffer and stronger. And not that it couldn't do it already, but it B one five it can kind of. But I wouldn't recommend it. It's, it's not meant to do that on a regular routine basis. And so I knew I was going to go around the country, and I wanted it, so I didn't have to worry about. It. So we beefed it up quite a bit throughout the whole system. You're going to make movies again. Uh- Chuck, I mean, it, it was outstanding in the James Bond film, and I'd, I'd love to get a story on what it was like to have not only the stuntman in the helicopter, but whether or not you had the stars, the principals in there with you, too, but those stunts were yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I had a ball down there. They they treated me like gold a lot down there. I, uh, it was a five weeks, lasted five weeks in Mexico City, and um, flew, it, flew the helicopter all the way down there, and stayed there for five weeks doing the doing the different scenes in it and uh, um, everybody was super nice and super kind and, uh, it, it was uh, it was hard you know Mexico City is seven for you everyone that's listening to us uh, Mexico City is 7,500 feet above sea level so that's pretty high density altitude for aircraft already plus it was 90 degrees yeah plus it was 90 degrees outside so our, our density altitude was really high, probably pushing 10,000 feet almost, filming that movie. And I'm doing the loops and the rolls and all that stuff at low altitude around the city there. And uh, But it worked out fine. Helicopter's tough, and we, we got through it. And is Daniel Craig a dick? Sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so to answer your question again, and I'll tell you what, I've met a bunch of movie stars in my life, and and here again as a perfect example of, of um, he, he is, he was, I was standing there looking at the helicopter, and I was between scenes, and I'm uh, was wasn't even looking towards him, and he came up behind me and put his hand on my shoulder, spun me around, shook my hand, and said thank you very much, I really like your flying, and was he, so he came up to me, it was really nice, and so I can't say anything but good praises about him he was very cordial very nice yeah 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 you don't get a cake from him every year yeah i started to he say was good no, no cakes <laughs> that's right yeah yeah tom tell him about that tom cruise and his cakes that's that's terrific though now now look chuck on to the important stuff we've talked flying we've talked helicopters uh will the hair will the hair be back will you be that's, or do you have a, a new do yeah. no it's just as long as it always was all right like i've still got long hair well, and a big mustache, handlebar mustache. There, there you go. Everybody will know how what to about, find you. What about the sandals, though? I mean, it's North Carolina now. The sandals, eh, they may work there. What do you think? Yeah. They can. <laughs> in the winter, I don't wear them, but in the summers, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going I'm, I'm to fly with my flip-flops. That's, my, that's, my, uh, that's a marker that I, I, I can't um, break. I'm going to definitely keep that going. That's great. Well, Chuck Aaron, where can we find you, uh, and how can folks uh, stay in touch with you who want to get on and uh, and see you at a show? How can they find out about this? 
Um, I've got a, a, a um, well, I haven't opened up a, a well, but you can go to ChuckAaronAerobatics.com and you can see me there. And then that's got some links on for some videos in there. And I'll probably, when I start doing air shows, I'll put the different air shows I'm going to go to on that one. So it's just ChuckAaronAerobatics.com. Oh, there you go. Have you, have you come up with a color scheme or anything, a paint scheme for, uh, what are you calling it again? Yeah. The, the animal. I, I call it yeah. the animal. And yeah. I, I, it is painted, and I got a cool paint job. It's it's black. It's it's Ooh. the latest and greatest type of flat black. There is they call it matte black. Yep. Yeah, and it's got Very Chuck nice. Aaron airbags on the side of it, and it's got the word the animal written on the side of it. And on the interior, if you can picture this, it's all black leather with red stitching, and then the inserts are all uh, a tiger skin. But not real. Wow, not not real. But it's 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 <laughs> yeah. the tiger. Matt, it's it's the it's the yeah. animal. I like yeah, it. it's the animal. It's the yeah. the color I like of money. everything about this. I like it. There you go. All right, yeah. Chuck. And the back and the back wall of and the back wall inside the cockpit, I got these big red eyes that are looking out. <laughs> so, oh, I see the picture on the site. I can see it now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> or, yeah. we're gonna have to share that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome stuff. Well, Chuck Aaron, thanks for coming on. We got to make time because we, we have a, we have John Melby coming up here in just a few minutes. We got to. Oh, geez, that's to right. We I, have I, to get to Melby, <laughs> so we, we don't want to forget John <laughs> Melby. But uh, but thanks for uh, for coming on, Chuck. And I, I hope you'll come back at some point and uh, and I'll talk to us. Happy to. All right, Chuck Aaron, everybody. Yeah, give me a call, Chuck, so we can find out when you start booking shows. We can let people know and get them on the site because okay. uh, we sure want to see you fly again. Oh, cool. Well, thanks, Rob. Thanks to you guys. Appreciate it, the time, and uh, you'll have, everyone have a great day. All right. Thanks again, Chuck. Chuck Aaron, you everybody. Too. And uh, that is exciting news right there that Chuck Aaron is going to be back. And, uh, uh, guys, let's see yeah. if we can – let me just try. I'm going to try and reach uh, Melby here in, in the last few minutes of the show. While I'm trying to connect him, uh, uh, Rick, say something funny. Do we have funny. time for this? No, we have time for this. We're going to get Melby right. on. We've delayed him too long. But, uh, but, but talk to All us right. a little bit about uh, – Talk to us a little bit, if you if you don't mind, uh, Rick or, or Rob, about something. I'm just trying to dial uh, to, to hopefully find him. Um, well, Rick, you, you start uh, on, on this record date. This I think you leave uh, this weekend for Davis Monthan Air Force Base, right? I do for the uh, for the thunder and lightning over yeah. <laughs> Arizona show <laughs> at DM. Fun. And uh, this is going to be my first of the season. You've already broken in. I think you're going to be uh, your second or third, aren't you, Rob? Uh, it'll be second. I'll be uh, on my way on Thursday to Salinas, California. And I got to tell you, Rick, you, you, of all the travel stuff you do, you make great stories. I just do brain farts. I had intended to fly to San Jose, rent a car, drive one hour to Salinas. Somehow in my in some sort of a I mean, I don't drink that much, but I must have been doing something <laughs> weird because I booked myself to Sacramento on a more expensive ticket than it should have been. And I got to drive nearly three hours to get to Salinas. <laughs> you had those brownies I sent you, didn't you? Oh, man. Let, let me let me call Melby. Here he is. Let's let's see if we can reach You're John gonna... Melby. Everybody. Let's see. Welcome hey, John. To call uh -oh. Your emergency horn and oat helpline. Come on. To hear one on one, please press one. Hang on, I must have the wrong what? number. Let's try this again. One second. Uh, 
That's not right. Welcome to Collar Notes, your emergency hall and notes helpline. What? To hear one on one, please press one. Oh, what the heck? To hear it go. What the heck? No, oh, you're kidding me. Is that the number he gave you? That's the number he gave me. I just called it, and it's uh, the Holland Oats. It's clearly line. the Holland Oats helpline. Sounds emergency. well. <laughs> well, just that's just healthy. That sounds awful. <laughs> and and oh. if you play more than 29 seconds, you got to pay a royalty. Oh, Get that off. You. That's right. Just, you know, yeah. all right. We'll try again next, we'll try again because next because week really for John Melby. I don't have much Melby. more time for this. Yeah, I don't either. Well, we tried. We tried, John, so uh, I'm very sorry. But uh, John Melby, we'll have him on next week. Uh, Rick and Rob, this and has been fun again. We've managed it has. To have fun. And Matt, you're coming. You've been in and out of the country for a while, and and basically been gone for two years uh, over in the desert. But you're coming back for uh, supposedly for good soon, right? Yeah. Start off with uh, with some air shows that I'm comfortable talking about. I start off down at Keesler uh, Air Force Base, and then immediately following Keesler, I'm headed to Andrews uh, to do the show with a, a big VP. I'm told might be there uh, from D.C. Ooh. But get this, first time in, I think, 12 years that the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels have flown a show together. That's going to be happening there uh, in the nation's capital there in D.C. at Andrews. So I'm looking forward to that. That's the month of May, and then after that, it's just off to the races. So we'll see how that Beautiful. goes. All looking, right. Well, too bad about to the Melby thing, but hey. Yeah, we tried. All right. We tried. Yep. So uh, next time. Yeah. But uh, Chuck Aaron flying again in air shows. That's awesome. So... Uh, all right, guys. So what are we and, calling this thing? And again? by the way, bef before you do that, just to let you know, Sean D. Tucker is going to be flying at Salinas with Jesse, uh, Jesse Panzer uh, and a two ship uh, routine there. And and Sean's son, Eric, is going to do he's got a comedy act with a cub and he's going to land on an ambulance. Wonderful well, stuff. Uh, the fact that he's new got uh, yep, new stuff and uh, and the family name, Tucker. Uh, which had the new edition, right, two months ago with uh, yes. Tara's little baby they call Bridge. Amazing. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, I think we uh, should call it Prop Wash, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. I'm going for Lean of Peak. There you go. Well, get your votes in, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll keep them going. Thanks again, and our thanks to Chuck Aaron All for right. coming on this episode. So long for now, everybody. I tell you how energized I am by doing this with you guys. This is just so fun. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> I know. And it's you know how hard it is to get me to do anything without getting paid. This is just <laughs> <laughs> That's the opening line. <laughs> uh, son of a gun. All right, well that's challenging. <laughs> Why we love. Them. I think Rick would love to come speak at that children's hospital. The only there's only one thing you need to know about him is you gotta oh. get paid. Oh, gotta try, get paid. Not, try not make that sound too much like I've got a history. Oh, you just can't get rid of. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, you guys have fun down at Sun and Fun. I hear they have a great wolf lodge down there, Rick. Where I'm yes. Where you'll yeah. be staying. <laughs> <laughs>